Podcast with your host, Chris Today we have Arthur, Pamela G, Bubble Therapy, Mama, ex-wife, yeah, but got life on track. Hey, somebody's uh, blessing coming. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, introduce yourself to the people and let them know who you are and what you're doing in your life right now. All right. Well, hello, everybody. So, yes, I am author Pamela G. My name is Pamela Garrison. For those that don't know me, I'm a two-time international best-selling author, speaker, coach, and I'm also known in this world as the bubble therapist. So right now, I am building blessings through blowing bubbles and helping change other people's lives. Yes. So when you say bubble therapy, what does that entail? What does that mean? Man, that's a whole story. You ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like you ready for the story. So bubble therapy is something that was birthed out of my first book. My first book is entitled Identity Crisis Rediscover You. And I wrote this book. See, it's, it's interesting. You spoke about the divorce. So see, I wrote this book at a time in my life when I was coming through a lot of tragedy. Mm. So my 2014 was like a year from hell. Mm. And I just keep it real. And so just to give you the highlights, because that's all most people can handle, the highlights. <laughs> so the highlights of the year, that 16-year marriage had just fell apart. And I was a little angry about that, wasn't mm. expecting that. And because I was angry, I'm convinced cancer crept up on me. Mm. So I was then diagnosed with um, colon cancer. So emergency surgery, that type of thing. I, I was blessed, no chemo, no radiation, but you know, we, I still had to go through the process. And so as I'm recovering from that, I got a phone call from Louisiana that my dad is sick. So we had to go to Louisiana, see about him. He would be diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Mm. And so while I'm out taking care of that, I get back to California and that same husband that I'm estranged from right now got diagnosed with a very rare skin cancer. And it was gonna take three surgeries to help put him back together again. Wow. And it's all in the same year. I'm still in 2014. Hang with me now. <laughs> so, wow. And so, but in my head, I kept going, but this is not mine. I, I got to do real estate. So I was in the process of getting my real estate license. Mm. And you know, that's not an easy test, but yet I passed. <laughs> you know, passed that test. And then later on that year, my father would die. Um, end of October, November, he, he, would, he would pass. And then as I'm heading into December, you know, divorce papers are filed. We're going into January 2015, my bonus daughter, then she would be diagnosed with AML, acute myeloid leukemia, which is a fast moving cancer. And a year and a half later, she would die. So wow. this was my life. This is what it was looking like. Everything was spiraling out of control. And I was very angry about it um, because, you know, I'm a woman of God. <laughs> mm. I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, what is this? Yeah, wow. right? <laughs> what is all of this? And what is my takeaway? But I knew I was angry. And I said, you know what? I can't live like this. And so I was reminded of a time when I needed to release anger from me. So it's a story within a story. One of the kids came, one of them family get-togethers. You know mm. how we used to do it. Everybody come into the house. And... I didn't have everything I need. I was one of them always busy, running around, got to make this right, got to make that right, make this one happy, and do all of these different things. And just frustrated and, you know, filled with anxiety. And one of the kids came and said, Mom, blow bubbles. And I'm looking at this bottle like, this is another chore. I don't want to blow bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this. Yeah. And so, blow bubbles. And so, you know, you get a 
group of kids around and you're talking about blowing bubbles, okay, you better make something happen. So I took out the little stick and I went to blow these bubbles and nothing came out the stick. And I'm looking at this stick going, I've never had a defective bottle of bubbles. <laughs> now, something's wrong with this stick, you know, because this is not working, you know. And I tried it again and it wasn't working, but that is the moment. I had a pivotal moment right there. Mm. You can't blow bubbles angry. You have to stop and pause. Really take that deep breath. Calm yourself down and slowly breathe out to get the little bubbles through the ring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so to get to your bubbles, and that's physical bubbles and bubbles of life. See, that's what bubble therapy is. See, we put a double meaning on it. You can blow it out still, same technique. In order to get to your bubbles of life, to get your joy, your peace, your happiness back, you got to stop. Pause, take that deep breath, slowly breathe out so that you can make better decisions. Mm. So that's what I go around telling the world and everybody that would listen. That's so a that's, powerful little lesson, that's though. That's therapy. Yeah. <laughs> that's bubble therapy. And it's true. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if I was ever mad, but I know <laughs> if you're too fast blowing the bubble, you end up with a lot of bubble stuff on your face. You wrote the book. After that epiphany, or you wrote the Actually, I wrote the, what happened was, I put in the book, I, I talked about uh, Identity Crisis Rediscover You is all about going back and finding yourself and looking at how did you get where you are, mm. and then what are you going to do to turn your life around, to get where you need to be. And I, I talk about myself, my life, and how I looked back to see that, you know, I was really my mother's or my, my parents' child. Um, I say that in the book. I was their child. Went back over my timeline. And then I became somebody's girlfriend. Mm. You know? And then I became somebody's mama mm. before I became a woman. Wow. <laughs> you know? So when you start looking at these things, you go, now I understand why I made some of the decisions I made and what put me in the situation. But I'm always one that self-evaluate and analyze. I say, but now how am I going to get myself out of this? How am I going to make better decisions so I can have a better tomorrow? And so in the book, I start giving techniques. I noticed that I had a pattern. There were certain things that I did in order to help me overcome tragedy because mm. that wasn't my first rodeo. Mm, <laughs> and man. so I started writing those things down. And one of the things I said is I blow bubbles. It always brings me joy. Mm. And so when people read that, they was like, well, what's she talking about? bubbles you're talking about what the kids do you're talking about you know yeah yeah and so which led me to the second book so i wrote the second book to explain just the one chapter from the first from the first book. <laughs> wow so I wrote a whole book bubble solutions and so that one goes in to tell you again because i said in my speaking i talked about my 2014 so that i can help people understand the level of angry and anxiety yeah. i had going on yeah. and so i can show them how resilient in how you come out mm. because to look at me now you never know i went through it i'm no, just saying happy all like the time i've been yeah. through <laughs> so something in them bubbles i'm just saying so <laughs> in my speaking and i have traveled i've been to harvard i've been to new york teachable and i told this bubble story and i'm mm. looking forward to the ted talk right yeah just yeah. to bring that rever you know just that change of mindset i love shifting mindsets yes yes and so I wrote the second book because I was like, wait a minute, the story you're telling is not the story that's in the first book. See, the first book is all about 
how do I rediscover myself? Yeah. And, and it, it was a look back of how did you get here, going over your timeline. And then it's, uh, it's that part of that therapy that makes you look at your life and then go, now what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I realized I had some issues. Like I used to look in the mirror and I didn't like the reflection. Mm. And see, now I'll tell you, and you'll be amazed at how many women go through that. We was just talking about that earlier. <laughs> You'd be amazed. And so I would look, I, I didn't like my reflection, but I started working on that. And every day I would stand in that mirror and tell myself I'm gorgeous. Mm. And I said, and not only, because that's how my mind works, not only am I going to say I'm gorgeous, everybody else going to call me gorgeous. How can, <laughs> I, how can I make that happen so they can just confirm and reaffirm this thing that I'm saying that to I myself? That I already know. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? We in an age where everybody's asking me for my email address. So my email address is Gorgeous Garrison at Gmail. Wow. And so when they go, what's your email address? I say Gorgeous Garrison, and then they got the pause, and they look, and they go, yes, you are. I said, thank you. <laughs> you won. You but, got it. So when you were talking earlier about how, you know, how you your roles have changed from, you know, somebody's child to somebody's, you know, girlfriend to somebody's mama before you became a woman, how do you, are those bad things? Or should you have became, I mean, you, you got to be somebody's child first. Well, you got to be somebody's child first, but I believe that you should become a woman or know yourself. Mm. Get your bearings, your footings before you take on other roles. So in my life, I was always called by my kids you know, that's so-and-so's mama. Mm -hmm. You know, and I used to yeah. tell them, don't introduce me like that. No, nope, that's how I became Auntie Pam. Or that's how mm -hmm. I became, yeah. you know, this is my mama Pam. But don't you say, oh, this is my mama. Because I was a person before I was your mother. Yeah. <laughs> there was a plan for my life before I birthed you. So why should my identity, see, as a woman, a woman is always expected to change her identity. Especially mm -hmm. when she get married. We are expected to take the identity of our mate, of our spouse. So when you're in relationships, you are expected to take on that identity. So as a mother, I became, you know, I'm their mother, yeah. which rights, rightfully so. But I had Darnell, most of you know my son, yeah. Darnell. I was 15. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. See, I know. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's why I look like his girlfriend. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but I was a teen myself. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. I hadn't discovered who I was, my likes, my dislikes. Do I like, you know, the dishwasher? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't discovered things that I like to do with my life, you know? I was a person who did the things that kept the peace. Mm. Whatever kept the peace, I was happy to do. It's not necessarily that I enjoyed it. It's that it kept peace. peace I didn't like number one. chaos around yeah. me. So if this was going to keep the peace, then this is what we were going to do. But I don't care who you are. You're still going to have to come back and deal with the person in the mirror. So here I am all these years later. And when this last fall hit me, I was like, no, it's no running now. <laughs> you going to have to deal with the woman in the mirror. Because one thing, I'm twice divorced, and I'm very open about my life. I'm twice divorced, and I said, the one thing that is the common denominator between both marriages is me. Hmm. Huh. See, that's the truths I hit myself with. Like, yeah, that hurt. Hmm. 
So what is it about you that get yourself in these situations? Because I'm willing to be accountable for me and my actions. But you still have to know what it was. I have to know what it yeah. is. So which is why we went through the whole identity crisis, rediscover you. Mm. So now let's go back and see what it is you did, why you keep doing these patterns, you know. That's, that's deep. <laughs> that type of thing. People and ain't ready so, to do that. No, they don't be ready for the truth because you got to deal with you. You got to yeah. deal with that person in the mirror. You can't so. blame anybody else for, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's ready for that. That's, that's, yeah. that's deep. Yeah, so that was the common denominator. So it's like, all right, okay. So how did you... How did you come? How did you come to that? And then how did you deal with? It? How did you come to the point where you was like, "This is the common denominator. Let me fix it." And how did you fix? Well, <laughs> basically, like I said, it was. It's. I'm on a mission to rediscover the things that I like to do. Mm. And now I'm. I no longer compromise. Now mm. I don't care about keeping your peace. I care about my peace. <laughs> what brings me peace and joy? What's going to bring me satisfaction? See, that's the switch. See, because before I did things to keep the peace, so which meant I put everything and everybody else before me. Before you? Before my comfort, before anything. Mm. Because I wanted to keep that peace. That peace was more important than me. Mm. But after that last bout, when I got diagnosed with cancer, you know, the one thing, I even said it to my spouse, I said, you know what, this is no longer about you. In us, this is about me and the life I want to live, and I'm not going out like that. So I have to do some work on me, and I decided that all the love that I have been pouring out on everything and everybody, I was in a crisis. I needed me more than anything else around me, and if that's if that disrupted other people's peace, so be it. They wasn't worthy of my friendship. Got you. Because now you really don't care about me. Obviously. And I can plainly yeah. see you don't. Yeah. And so don't that's those tough yeah. choices. Sometimes you have to release people. That's hard. <laughs> it's hard. But when you look at it like this, am I willing to die for you? <laughs> mm. See, life or death. So when you put it that simple, it's just that simple. To love you means I'm going to kill me, whether that's going to be fast or slow. But it's slowly or fastly killing me. I choose life. I want to live. So therefore, I release you so that I can be free. And so that's, you know, so when you really want to see a change, then you're going to take some actions to bring about change. Damn. (laughs) That's very true. That's how that happened. And it's like, okay, we're better. And here I am today. You know? Yeah. Life is good. So the people that you release... Mm -hmm. Do they ever come back? Yeah. I mean, I like, never, if they change, you know, I'm if, saying if, if they, they change. With you know what? Even if they don't change, because here's the thing. I have changed. So, see, now I no longer respond to whatever you're doing, whatever you're putting out. Huh. So, I can have a friendship with you now without sacrificing me. Mm. That's, that's the, okay, I got see, you. See, because now I'm very much self-aware and my, my whole mindset have shifted and I'm my priority. So regardless of what you're doing, whether you're doing the same thing, and I always say this to any couple one, or any relationship, when you start changing, one of two things is going to happen. Either a person is going to change with you 
or they're going to go find somebody that do the <laughs> things you used to do. Used to do. Because they're not willing to change. With you. And see, the other part of that is we have to accept people for who they are. <laughs> and not what you want We can't to change people. And see, you have to decide whether or not you can live with or tolerate whatever that level of disruption they got going on. Because when you really think about it, if you if you put yourself first, You'll be a better person anyway to reach out to all these other people. So, That's exactly uh, right. yeah. So. And I tell people we were raised, you know, a lot of things we were raised with that's backwards is not right. Because you, we were kind of taught to feel bad when you think about self. And a lot of people still feel bad when you're talking about self care. But truly, we can't help another person unless we're well ourselves. Mm-hmm. I always use an analogy of a bodybuilder. If his feet are not planted and he go to lift that weight, Everybody's falling. Yeah, knee is gonna break. <laughs> so yeah. you better make sure you straight, solid, standing can hold yourself in the right posture before you go to lift to reach somebody for somebody else. else. Yeah. Because you're gonna fall. And, and everybody, everybody coming tumbling <laughs> everybody, down. Yeah. And they're gonna blame you. <laughs> exactly. So now society, we gotta understand that we have to rise up first. Now we're in a better position to bring somebody else up. Mm. Now I can hold you, cause I done took care of me. I'm solid. Yeah, I'm solid. So you right? can, yeah, I can hold so you. So now I can lift the weight. That makes sense. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's those are the things that we have to start looking at. And of course, in our society, we've been oh, well, you think you all of that? No, I know I'm all of that. And if you allow me to be who I am, I'll help you be all of that you mm. know called to be as well. Wow. See, that's the part. That's scary for people, though. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you because people don't really want to be anything. I notice not people in general, just people. Right. Well, actually, people in general. But mm-hmm. it's it, some people are called upon to do things, and you just feel like you got to do it. But other people just want to. They just want to stay where they. They're at. complacent. Complacent and and, and, and and they're happy, and then they're scared because you're trying to grow. Because I don't want you to grow. Because if you grow, then I got to look at myself, and my faults. And the things I don't want to deal with. So your growth is a threat to me because I don't want to move. And I feel like you're forcing me to move because you're growing. (laughs) Man. (laughs) And they will talk to you like it's your fault, too. And it's your fault. Yeah. Because you're messing with my comfort zone. Right? How dare you try to be somebody. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because I'm comfortable liking you just the way you are. You don't need to be all that. Man. But, you know, there's a burning desire in the heart of many. And it's sitting there, laying dormant, because they are afraid to disappoint the people around them. And what I have found is the moment you start stepping into your truth, the people around you will start stepping in yours. The other thing I said in my book is we teach people how to treat us. We do that. So we get disappointed because you didn't think of me or you didn't do this. But... I taught you it was okay to ignore me because I wanted to keep the peace. Yep. I taught you it was okay to do those things. So how do I go back and fix it is one of those things you asked me. So, no, that's no longer acceptable. So as I treat me better and I'm putting myself first, the things that I need, which is not selfish. Selfish is not a selfish act. It's a necessary act mm. because the people around you that you love or being robbed of your best. Mm, now. So you're not even giving them 
all that you are able to offer because you didn't take the time to go and take care of you take so that you be most mothers are tired when it's time to take care of kids and all these things Mine's worth. if she can get 20 minutes by herself that's that's my other part of the bubble solutions you know just a bubble bath don't mm. knock on this door don't call me leave me alone give me my 20 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes will change your world for hours with a mother that was tired and she got a time just to just be wow with nobody calling her name all these names mama auntie Hey, honey, honey, cuz, hey, babe. <laughs> uh, man, this is off so, subject, but what is that? <laughs> Got your attention. Oh, yeah. So, this is a crystal. And notice this, it says gratitude. Yeah. So, a crystal is something that it's, it is um, magnetism. <laughs> As you put the water in there, it's supposed to help with your energy. And uh, as you're thinking about gratitude and things that you're happy for, so I'm taking a sip of gratitude and see the, oh, the sip of gratitude, the, the vibrations from the crystal and all that. It helps to nourish the body. Is that your creation? No. Oh, okay. I so wish. is there like a gratitude? Uh, There's a uh, gratitude, and then the other one I saw because this one is this is not this is rose. This is the rose crystal. There's an amethyst. And the, and the amethyst, it, it has a different purpose, so yeah. I'm just starting to learn this stuff. So well, amethyst, I know it's purple. So right. I know that's, yeah. It's a purple one, and I think it also helps with your energy and something else. Huh. And, and uh, you know, I'll give Amazon these shout-outs because that's where I got it from. And I actually saw somebody else with it. I said, what's that? Same thing you did. I said, yeah, what, yeah. what is that? I want one that's pretty. <laughs> gratitude. But then, gratitude. And so, you know, I've talked to a few people who were studying crystals and just natural healing. Just ways to naturally heal, and if we stay in a gra uh, attitude of gratitude, that's what I'm always saying. Mm. That being thankful, just that attitude of gratitude, being thankful for all just little things, it helps your body flow. I think so. Remember, I said I was angry. Cancer crept up on me. So when you hold in all those negative emotions, it has to go somewhere. Mm. And so if you're a person that's not yelling all the time or I'm going to cuss you out and whatever, and you just sit in there stewing in your anger, yeah. you're not saying anything. That stuff have to go somewhere, so it's, it's internalizing. Yeah. And it's toxic, and it's growing in your body. So I learned, that's what I said. I said, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. It's just certain things I know. <laughs> mm. the spirit of the Lord. I'm yeah. just, just really just that simple. Uh, before you know what's politically correct to say, there's things that you will feel in your heart that you know right from wrong, mm. period. And I knew that I was angry. And I said, no, cancer done crept up on me. Oh, no, that got to go. Mm -hmm. And I, I told the doctor, so no, return the center. This is not mine. I don't receive <laughs> you. You're, this was not on my list of things to do. Uh. <laughs> this was not, you know, you're mapping out your year. No, cancer nope. was not on the list. Not on the list. And I told them, they thought I was joking. I told it to the doctors. I was like, no, this is not mine. I don't I understand how I got here. But it has to go. Mm. And so he's in there and they're giving me this consultation and telling me what they found and what, you know, we're going to have to do this emergency surgery and, you know, we're going to have to do all of these things. And he told me his wins and he told me his losses, you know, how many times he did the surgery. And he said, good luck on your surgery tomorrow. And I just looked at him. I said, luck will have absolutely nothing to do with my <laughs> surgery tomorrow. 
I said, I need you to go home and get your rest because you're operating on this body. Once again, this cancer does not belong to me. Mm. It is trespassing. It is trying to take up residence in a place in which it does not belong. I say, so you need to go home and get your rest because, see, I'm on your win side, and I need you to bring your A game. Mm. when you get this out of me because mm-hmm. this ain't mine and I, <laughs> then I told her but why are you at it can I get a tummy tuck you know? <laughs> since you're in there, <laughs> you're in there. <laughs> so when I wake up I'm just you know summer ready <laughs> he looked at me like is she's for real <laughs> her family looking like her. she's serious she's right serious. now you better do it because when I was in there I I didn't tell people I did not put it out on social media. Yeah. I called people who had like-minded faith. I told my kids, if you're coming up here crying, mm. don't come. You done already wrote me off. You're speaking death over me. Don't mm. come up here because this is not that kind of party. I am a strong believer of your words. Your words have power and your words shape your life. And you're not going to kill me off before this doctor can go home and get his rest. Yeah. <laughs> he coming uh-huh. <laughs> back. And he gonna handle his business, and that's and that's what we did. And you already counted it as a win. So oh, it yeah. was a win. Yeah. Oh no, we wasn't going to see. I tell people to find something to stand on. People go, I gotta be spiritually deep, and I don't know which part of the word. My word was, I'm not going out like that. I don't care <laughs> what it was, and I know Bible, but all, all I knew was, no, Lord, this not mine. Return the sender. Mm. I don't know how I got here. They got the wrong address. Mm. You know, to put this package back in the mail because this <laughs> this don't belong to me. I don't accept it. I'm not receiving it. No, I'm not in denial. I hear what you're saying, so I understand that there are some steps that you got to take in order to make this right. All I'm saying is make it right because right now it's very wrong. It's wrong, man. and I'm not going out like that. Man, I haven't done the things that I'm called to do, so it's not my time. It's not my season. And you're not going to throw this curveball at me mm. because it's not mine. Man, yeah. <laughs> and I felt wild. very strongly about it. I, 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 I can <laughs> tell. And I wasn't even there. Right. I, I wanted to see his face. <laughs> uh, so I signed up for, for your bubble therapy talk, but the COVID slapped everybody in the face. Yeah. Um, what what was that going to entail? Was that... Or you, you don't want to say until you actually oh, no. have it? Like I said, I'm very open. Uh. So... Just like I do the Bubble Talk Lives on social media, Mm. I thought, you know, that's, you know, like everybody's doing now, (laughs) social media, and it's, you know. I'm a people person, and I prefer to be in the audience or be around the people that I'm speaking to. So it was going to be more of an intimate evening with Pamela, Bubble Bubble Talk Live, and I was going to share my story pretty much like I'm doing today. But I also feed off people. So I don't know where that was going to lead. Oh. But I know that if I was in the room, we was going to see where it was going to go. Good things going to happen. <laughs> just yeah, say yeah. it. So if I got everybody in the room, you know, I do a lot of things, you know, pretty much by spirit and it, what I feel led to do. I have my scripts on, okay, here's what we're going to do. But, you know, that don't always, you know, we're going to feed the room. So whatever the room needs, we'll be ready to feed wow, the room. Wow, that's good. And so I like that we had a small, intimate setting. The theater was nice size, a seat like 25. It wasn't going to be no whole lot of people. Mm. As I said, it's going to be a small, intimate setting. We had the big screen ready because they said, you can use the big screen. You can use the sound room. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just been a dream of mine to speak to an audience. Mm. Always have been, ever since I was a kid. Wow. I'm not one who ran from the mic. 
I'm like, what, Michael? What? <laughs> Mike Jack, what you said? I'm so excited today. Yeah. No, no. Look at that future stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And so it, it's just a dream, and I want the dream to be realized. And it's going to be realized on a much larger level because my visions see stadiums. Yeah. You know, little countries. You know, I don't know where we're traveling outside of this country, but just people. And I'm born to inspire to encourage, to empower, to motivate. This is something that I've always known and it's something that I've always done. And what I found is that it was trapped. Um, and I, I'll put it that way, because like I said, when I went through the whole Rediscover You thing, one of the things I told my family is that this gift was never meant to just be for you guys. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It is meant to share with the multitudes, to share it with the world in all different backgrounds and nationality, creed, color, yeah, all, all yeah, of that. Definitely. Because everybody needs motivation. And so when the revelation, like I'm telling you, bubble therapy, just blowing bubbles, that took a life of its own. So when I tell you spirit led, that's the thing. Out of everything I wrote, everybody came back and said, I want to know about those bubbles. Mm. It's not that I want to talk about bubbles. That's <laughs> what <laughs> got this deep message you know change your life go figure out your timeline and no everybody said i want what, what's this bubble thing the bubble yeah well because it makes <laughs> sense when you when you say that you cannot blow bubbles angry your lips won't even purse the right way it, it makes so much sense That's so it's, it's it's a simple thing that was profound exactly. to me at least that's why i bought the t-shirt <laughs> that's exactly right and that's the scripture god gave me Wow. Take the simple things to profound the wise. What? And people what? will say, yeah, I'm telling you, it's scripture. You over here quoting stuff. What? Oh, <laughs> Take the simple <laughs> things to profound the wise. And people are going to say, it's a foolish thing. And, you know, and I'm prepared for that. It's, it's a foolish thing. And, you know, and especially... <laughs> Pick on my sister girls. You know what we look like when we get angry? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to blow no bubbles. <laughs> they ain't going to blow no bubbles. She lost her mind in my face talking about blow some bubbles. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, you <laughs> blow Because one thing I can say, I was you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't say, I don't understand. Oh, girl, I can tell you some stories, you know? To make you understand. Right, yeah. so I understand, and I can, I can speak to you in terms of where you didn't share that thought with nobody else because I have been in your shoes. Mm. See, and that's, that's when things get powerful. I can tell you things you're not saying just by looking at the actions that you're taking. Mm. So, Very you true. know, so that's when it gets deep. And I'm telling you, you need to blow some bubbles because if not, you're going to end up with heart attack, high blood pressure, all, all these things that we as a people are known for. But a lot of it have to do with the stress, the high stress lifestyle that we've been in. Yeah, yeah. And wrinkles. And they give you wrinkles too. <laughs> no, we don't want those. I notice you don't have them no, at all. So yeah. That, <laughs> so the um, I, when you were online, it, I noticed it's like a lot of women. Yeah. So do, do dudes blow bubbles? Well, you know, that's why I made that shirt. Real men blow bubbles. Real men blow bubbles. Say. <laughs> that was to talk to my brothers. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> because I, I had a podcast uh, last <laughs> month with Revolutionary Rika. And uh -huh. she was talking about how it's going to take women uh -huh. to support men, to, you know, to, to get the men back where they need to be in life. And I just don't know if, if men are really open 
to saying something is wrong with them. Man, you gonna start me on a whole nother deep conversation. <laughs> I'm about to tell you right now. See, a lot of women go, I want a strong man, and I want this man to this, and I want him to that, and then they marry him, and they go, I want him to help me with the kids and, and all of these different things. But then as a mother, it, it, it goes all the way back from raising your son. So as you're raising your son, okay, it's a problem in society if you touch a doll. But if you can't touch that doll, how is he going to hold a baby? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's something that simple, almost. see? Yeah. Because as a boy, as a little boy growing up, no, that's not manly. You can't do that. Mm. But when you become a man, now suddenly you have to know how to hold this child. That you never was allowed to. But you was always told, no, you can't hold that. You can't touch that. That's going to make that. you less of a man if you do that. But then when you become a man and now you are a father, now you suddenly have to know how, how to, to change hold diapers, this child. How to feed it. How to hug. Betsy, Betsy. How to be loving. Oh, wow. And then you got a woman in your ear complaining, well, you don't show me love and you don't do this. But you were taught you were conditioned that that was going to make you less of a man if I did that. Wow. And now I got to flip a switch, and suddenly I got to know how to be the father to this child that as a little boy, I couldn't even hold. And then on top of that, you couldn't even cry. Mm-hmm. You get okay? what you're crying for. You so now, slap. how am I going to deal with this little person that is crying in front of me? They too small. I can't slap them. No. I'm just saying. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. On both sides, yeah. On both sides. I didn't even think of that. I told you, I said you was going to take me deep. I was like, let me, let me hit you with another. Wow. Because, so now you are a father. And this person needs that. That little person needs the love. They need you to hold them. They're nurturing you. And need all that. Of, they need all of that. And they need it from their father as well. But see, as a boy... There were certain things you were taught and groomed to do. And holding a baby doll definitely was not one of them. No. You better get that football, boy, and go, yeah. you know. Slam it. Well, slip, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? You know? Burping fart. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So, so it's those things. So, like I said, when I deal with identity crisis stuff, I go back. Let's look at your childhood. How were you raised? What were you told? You know? So what were some of those things that you done picked up along the way that is now shaping your life? Mm. And so unless you shift your mindset, you know, then you're still going to be in this thing, you know. Only you can change you. And you have to want to. You have to want to. <laughs> you have to you want have to. You have to want to. Because if anybody you. making you feel like you're making you do it, you're right. going to just divorce. That's exactly right. <laughs> but, then, but, then you, but then a lot of people have to understand where a person is coming from, though. So if you grew up in a family that doesn't show affection, mm. you're not going to know how to do affection. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the love language that you saw. No. That's a work for you. That's a whole chore. Like, you want me to do what? <laughs> yeah, know? how am I supposed to do that? Because that's what so, I, people don't know, but that's that's how my mama was. Right. I, my mama showed love by cleaning up, going to work, and doing right. these things. She never really did hug and So and that's kiss. acts of service. I yeah. kept the house clean. I provided stuff for you. I you gave you clothes. this. And what you mean? I didn't love you. Yeah, and she but, she is hurt. But right. now my brothers or ancestors want uh -huh. that. They want that right. hug. They want to feel the affection. But my mama wasn't hugged. <laughs> Right. She wasn't hugged, so... And see, somewhere, somebody have to make a decision that this is not what I'm going to do. Mm. And I don't want to take this into the next generation. That was one of the decisions I made. My mom and dad didn't... They wasn't huggy, Philly people. Mm. 
But because it's something that I had craved, I told my kids, oh, no, we're doing hugs. Oh, you're going to hug me. You're gonna hug me. <laughs> you're gonna, you know how a child get mad with you? I'm mad with you. That's okay. You still love me. Yep. You're going to always love me. And oh, you mama, yeah, you can't divorce me. I remember my uncle used to chase us and kiss us. But he used to kiss us in the mouth, so oh, I didn't like no, that. No, you're doing too much. Don't. Yeah, I, I felt like he was. But, yeah, oh, you're doing too much. But it was no doubt that he did. He loved us. Yeah. It's just we didn't like the way he showed right, love. Right, So. Damn, that but makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you got you get, you know when you're thinking about um, what kind of father I want to be, and see people don't think about it from the child because see what that child see, what that child is being taught, especially at that young age. That's what they those are the things they're gonna remember when they grow up. Yeah, uh, I'm here to tell you. So, <laughs> so, I'm here to tell you. Yeah, those are the things that you remember when you grow up. Not so much what people said, but what they did. What did you do? Yep, I remember my uncle took us fishing. <laughs> I remember my other uncle gave me a fake five and sent me into the store. <laughs> like, this nigga don't love me. Set up. Yeah, set your own nephew up. I was 11. I said, this got Washington face on it. <laughs> Go in the store and spend it. No, you weren't supposed to be that smart. Yeah, you know I, I didn't look. I know what money's supposed to have on it. That's a dollar bill with a five. I said, man, this dude don't love Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. So, yeah, that's true. You do remember. You will so is your dream to just travel the world and, and, and speak and help? Or you want to be part of a network that does that? Or what 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 would your dream be if, if, if you could do it the way you wanted to do it? I don't like being put in a box. Mm. So we say part of a network. <laughs> that kind of puts a box mm, on around it. Around what you... Right. So I can work with a network, be in a network, but I don't want to be just restrained to that one avenue. Mm, mm. So when you say speak, you know, my mindset is, yes, we can network here and I can network there. And yes, I want to talk to the whole world, anybody that want to listen. And, you know, that's what that looks like to me. And I don't care if it's two or 20,000. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's who needs the message and whose life is it going to impact my goal is to impact lives and shift mindsets so that you can live your best life mm. possible. See, it's just like that little thought. See, you're going to forever think about now as a child being raised. and <laughs> Because, yeah. see, it's a mindset shift. I'm already thinking, like, yeah. I need to hug my nephews. Yes. I need to hug my exactly. niece. They I need, need to, to know what that yeah. is. They need to know what that is. And so, so for me, that mission is... Wherever my voice is needed. And right now, I can't put that in a box. Mm. I can't go that just over here and just over there. And even for, for, for our people, I'm a black woman. And the, the first time that I put out my website, you know, I got phone calls. Well, I don't see us on your website. And that really just threw me because, see, all I saw was bubbles. I didn't see what color the people were. I had somebody design it for me. Yeah. I no longer have that site, but... I start getting phone calls and text messaging, like, well, I respect what you're doing, but I don't see us on your website, and that matters in the community. And that kind of just hit me a little hard. I had to think about, so this is where I had to get clear on who I'm serving. Yeah. Because it's not okay for somebody else to put their message on me. No. No. So if that's, if that's your message, then you need to go spread it, but you don't get to change the words that come out of my mouth no. unless I want you to. Yeah. So... I had to get clear that the message that I have is for the multitude. 
It is for people. It is not for one set of people, even though you cannot erase I'm a black woman yeah, but be that all day long. Yeah. There's no change in that. So you can't tell me I don't understand, you know? Yeah. So that kind of thing. But you will not put me in that box, you know? So those are the things. That's, that is a form of manipulation. Yes. That is a form of Because I'm thinking about it. It's like, you, how are you going to come and tell me what I need to do that I spent my money on? Right. That is a form of manipulation. And then them kind of people usually don't even buy nothing and don't even that's, participate. That's exactly right. They'll see what you're doing and just say, oh, oh no, no. Mm, mm, see, see, there's always critics. And that's what I, and, and that was my question. I said, where were you mm. when I was in the process and I needed help? But now that it's out there and you see it, all I'm getting is criticism from you. So I'm good. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time, but yeah. Thank you for looking at it. That just simply means it's not for you. And I'm okay with that. Mm. I'm okay with that. How did you become okay with that? Like, how did you, how did you, like, it's almost like people not liking you. And you're like, wait a minute, but I'm awesome. How you don't like me? But how do you go? I'm I'm okay with that. How do you get okay? Because I need to get okay with it. I just finished telling you. I don't care about your peace anymore. I care about, that's about mine. What I, yeah, that's a, that I is. have a peace of mind because I am doing what I'm called to do. I am living my dreams. I am living, walking in my vision. This is my plan. It is the plan that God has given me. Huh. It's a God plan. So if my focus is on the plan and the things that I am supposed to do to impact this life, who are you? It doesn't matter what you say <laughs> you I should kidding? be doing to impact. Because you, frankly, I tell people all the time, are you paying my bills? No. <laughs> Do you want <laughs> to pay them? Yeah. Even if you wanted to, I got to like you. I don't know if I want to take your money. Take your money. All money is not good money. Now that's so, for sure. I'm just saying. So I'm okay with it because I have peace with myself in what I'm doing. Yeah. See, I no longer have that, oh, I got to please you. Because, see, I'd be all over the place. Well, you don't like the website, and this one don't like it, and this, and you don't like the, the font, so I got to change this. You'd be changing stuff all day long. For nothing. Exactly. And then you don't even recognize so it because it's not yours no more. Be wishy-washy like that. Yeah. You know, because everybody has an opinion, and everybody always want to share it. Mm. So you've got to decide, hey, but what do I represent? And that's what that rediscovering you stuff comes in, doing mm. that work. But what do I represent and what do I want to be known for? Wow. What are people going to remember me for? But if I'm changing everything I do because somebody don't like it, you can always find somebody that don't like it. And it's not you anymore after and it's that. Not, yeah. Exactly. And so now you just gave away the whole vision, the whole, you, you out of order. Yeah, and you're not really and keeping not your gonna, peace. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So you don't have peace. You Well, let me put it another way. You have allowed someone to come mm. rob you of your, peace. of your peace. Makes a lot of sense. And your joy. And that's the other thing I'm always saying. I don't give up my joy. You're not worth all of that. Mm. I've been down that road. My joy, my joy is not based on what people think and what people say. Right? It, it It is based on how I feel internally. See, I'm a woman who has been through some things, a lot of things. And like I told you, 2014 was just a highlight 
of one year. Mm. I'm about to be a blessed 55 next month. <laughs> so that's just one year. Wow. So there are so many books in me. It's so many stories yeah, and yeah, things yeah. that, you know, a lot of people are going to get to. So uh, are we talking a book a year for the rest of your life? or well, I was talking? thinking at least two or three. But here's here's the other thing now. Well, see, because I just got to, oh, my God. Here's, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> here's the thing. Because now I want to do the audio anthologies. So you might have heard me say that. So I had the pleasure of doing an audio anthology. And I thought that was like one of the best things in the world. I said, oh, we about to flip the script. Mm. So I am looking for speakers, storytellers. And that's why I said that. I wear my storytellers at. Because I'm looking for storytellers to talk about 40 minutes or so and tell me your story. And so the topic right now is how did you turn your pain into your purpose? Mm. So from pain to purpose, we all got <clears throat> a pain to purpose story. And so if you are a person that have a story in you that you need to get out. You're not necessarily a writer, you know? Yeah. You don't want to sit there and talk about <clears throat> writing no book, and you know, there's so many different ways to do books now to blow your mind, but with an audio anthology, you get to speak your truth, and you get to speak your truth with other people that are speaking their truth, mm. and then collaboratively, I'm going to put it together, we got the same topic, and then we'll put it together, and it's going to be an audio book. So now you can listen, you know, whoever can listen and they get to hear the chapters. Of people working through the pain. Of people working through the pain. Because, see, I can tell you, you can read my story, but you don't necessarily know my story. But something about when I speak my story, you can hear my pain Mm. and you can hear my truth. I think that's true. Because when I was telling you what I told the doctor, you said, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. You, You knew I was serious about it. Because it's still in there. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> still. <laughs> I felt it. I knew he was still like, in there. he was like, can I want to sleep right now? And it makes a, a different impact. So now when you pick up my book and you read that portion of the book, you're going to remember what I said and how I felt. Mm. And so see those two, then they connect because you're giving people an experience. Mm. They get to experience you on different levels. So you can read about it. But if I'm, you hear me speaking my truth, now you got both phases, and and the voice is an instrument. Right, you can and, you can you can evoke you will feelings. You find yeah. that hey, it's not what I thought. I read it, but I didn't think it was like that. But to hear a person speak it, and then sometimes you read it and you miss parts. Yeah. But when a person speak it, so I'm looking to do story. I call it Storytellers Express because I want people to get on board, get on this train. Yeah. It's about to leave the station. We <laughs> go. <laughs> And we're going to put it together. And then they would have the opportunity. Uh, one, they'll get a copy of it. They get to work with me, two-time international best-selling author, Pamela. <laughs> you know, I've been practicing. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got that slow down. <laughs> so, so how would they uh, submit? Well, I have a website for that. All right. And so that's authorpamelagarrison.com. And there's a link there for Storytellers Express. So go to authorpamelagarrison.com. And so they submit the story, or they? Well, you know what? It's gonna no. They don't submit the story. This this is the if you decide that this is what you want to do, uh-huh. there is an investment. Okay. It is an investment that's there. You signing up for it, and then I will be reaching out to you and letting you know all the details. Gotcha. Or if you gotcha. have questions. 
go ahead and shoot me, okay. you know, email, questions, or whatever. But that link is for you to sign up. You show you we'll, ready to we'll, roll. We'll flash it at the bottom of the we'll screen. we'll flash it. So uh, when... Because we're going to talk about it. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that's good. I like the way that sounds. That sounds good. Expectation. Sounds good. And then, yeah, so we're going to flip the script and we're going gonna to speak our truth. Mm. Put it together. That's a tour right there. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to speak your truth. That's a tour. Exactly. You get... Ten people talking about exactly. Oh, they that's love that. that's a whole tour, and, and it's another, it's a whole nother uh, arena for spoken word. Yep, yeah. For spoken it, word, some people will speak it as a poem. I right. know people will and, speak it and as that's a poem. good. Yeah. And then we all thoroughly entertained, right? So now here we go. So we got the whole production. You know, when the world opens back up again, here's the tour. And so the other thing I was offering, because like I said, I want to get in this podcast circle. So when I yeah. open up to do the podcast, okay, I got automatic guests. Here we go. Guardy got here. You got guests 15 through we, we, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. And so we're talking about those things. And then because I love making my T-shirts now, they also get a T-shirt. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So, and you just let me know, because anything you need to know, I, we, I, mm -hmm. we can get you set up. I can set you up at the house. I, I can tell you exactly what to get or what the awesome. what, what needs, and you can have a podcast. You upload it. I'll tell you everything right. you need to know. It's awesome. not a problem. You can awesome. have that. You can have your first one up by yeah. the middle of this month. All right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Storytellers Express. Man, right you can right. have it. So I'm trying to go, you know, bubble talk live story. I always, I'm always thinking of titles. Always yeah, thinking of yeah. things, but. Well, the tour, the the the, the bubble talk therapy sessions, though that mm -hmm. that is, I don't know when COVID is. I, I think it's I don't. Gonna, I don't know when it's going to be over. So I'm thinking about going ahead and doing a virtual. Yeah. A virtual event. Um, you know, I kind of shied away from it, as you know. I, I just because I wasn't sure that <laughs> that was part of it. The right lighting, the right you know yeah, everything yeah, that you yeah. need in order um, to make things look good. You know, yeah. I'm. I'm the best it can be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't want to have to. You you, I, I, I didn't want to come. step above the rest when you exactly. It's legitimate. I just didn't want yeah. to do it that way. It was like, no, let me get more information. Yeah. And not, you know, because some people say, oh, you're trying to be a perfectionist. No, I just like to work in excellence. Yeah. <laughs> because some people don't understand. I, I want you to remember this experience. This is an experience. And so, um, but I am. Unique experience. Unique yeah. experience. Yeah. But I'm excited about it, so uh, it's going to get done. So I'm thinking about that. Um, and then I've also now released my school. <laughs> I have an online school. It's called Bubbles Bubbles for Life. We, we work in these bubbles. <laughs> what? Okay. Bubbles for Life. I'm getting ready to do my first class. I'm looking for authors who have written books and they don't know what to do with their books <laughs> and they're sitting there in the garage with collecting wow. dust. So I'm about to teach a one year strategy on how to sell your book. Mm. Let's break this self, thing down. Self-published. Self-published. Yep. Self-published. And I'm, I'm asking, are you ready to rock this revenue? And it's like, <laughs> rock this revenue. So I'm stepping out into more things. That's good. That's so good. I, it's time to expand, you know. And so so that's my next thing coming up. And then as, you know, we keep evolving, like you said, <laughs> we can really do podcasts and, you know, yeah. it's, it's just good. That's and then, good. you know, and like I said, I feed off the people. So if there's information or knowledge that I have, then we'll put together a 
class, a webinar, and hey, let's get you educated. Uh, I You can use me as a resource. I have lights. I just bought a bunch of equipment because mm-hmm. we about to start shooting movies. Well, we already shoot movies and skits mm-hmm. and trying to get that dark network up where it's okay. a real, and I think we're going to add a cooking show. Okay. So uh, about to cook too. Yeah, we yeah. So we trying to do everything on there. So whatever mm-hmm. you need, let me know. I I like I said, I was talking to Revolutionary Rika, and people mm-hmm. get knowledge and they hold on to it because they want people to be able. Oh no, nah, not you. Yeah, okay, come on. So not me. Whatever I yeah. know, I share. And that, and I'm the same way because you know we are all better with knowledge, and I enjoy sharing knowledge. Yeah. You know that's how we all grow. But you're right, some people like to hold on to it all crystal tight because I, I don't want you to have it. That is an insecurity yes. that if I give you this, you're going to go farther than surpass me. Surpass me. You're going to surpass me. And that's what but, I want. But if my gifts and talents are such, then why would you not be happy for me being the best me I can be? That's... Even if that means I'm going to surpass you. But see, a lot of people are intimidated by it. When I tell people now, I tell people, I say, you know, I've been playing a little small, I'm a little shy. And they look at me like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You you what? Who? I say, trust me when I tell you I'm not at full capacity. Mm. The best is yet to come. Wow. And see, just that thought scares people. So then I stop talking because it's like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have told them that. (laughs) But, But there's so much in me that needs to come out. And it's not like... Like I said, it's not like I have never known. I've just been sharing it on such a small basis. See, but now is the time. Yep. And every time, I'm always saying, change is inevitable. Everybody's got to change. And every time we acquire knowledge, a change is taking place. You cannot work on the same level you were on yesterday because you got new information today. Mm. (laughs) You got new information. And so the more information I get, the better I'm going to be. You have to be better. Yeah. How could you not be better? Yeah. Then if you're not better, then the information you got is faulty or you just set it somewhere because you refuse to grow. Yeah. But so you, you faulty is what exactly. is. <laughs> so so if information you're walking you, in the revelation yeah. that you got, you won't think about what you did yesterday because you now know a new way. And as soon as you know a new way, that's what I want to be. I want to implement no, we're not going to sit here and think about it, ponder about it, because the old way didn't yeah. get you nowhere. Nope. So once you get that tweak and you got that shift, no, I haven't reached because there's so much I don't know and so much I have to learn. Yeah. And as I gain knowledge, then the higher I'm going. And the better you get. The that's that perspective. These people don't, so, yeah, that's good. I like it. I like so it. You can get in contact with me. I'm going to encourage people to follow me on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, my Bubble Talk Lives, or find me as Pamela Garrison. And, um, you know, and you can stay connected that way because it's going to lead you other paths. So, and again, the website is um, authorpamelagarrison.com because, you know, I'm loving my name. <laughs> Identity Crisis Rediscover You. So this, this is why I use my name because I now know who I am. <laughs> and, so, and so it's my name. So my business Author Pamela Garrison, LLC. It's, you know, so it's all my name. But my parting words, like I said, I am building blessings through blowing bubbles. And what I always leave on is I'm going to tell you to be blessed. Don't stress. Blow bubbles. Put those toxins right out of your life. Mm. How do you view you, Arthur Pamela Garrison?
and we appreciate your time. We out. <laughs>